Welcome into Rick Renner, Texas High School Hysteria. Make sure you tune in to our weekly show on YouTube. And also subscribe to Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Just ask Siri or Alexa to play it. Joining me now, the pride of the DeSoto Eagles, Texas Aggie, Buffalo Bill, two-time Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl 50 MVP, the one, the only, Von Miller. What's happening, big fella? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Howdy, guys. Uh, appreciate you for having me on, man. This is super cool. Always a pleasure to talk to you again. And this weekend on Saturday, another special day. It's Vaughn Miller Day. I know it's a special thing in your world. Tell us about the day. And really, in my mind, every day should be Vaughn Miller Day. <laughs> Honestly, every day is Vaughn Miller Day. I don't have any complaints. Um, you know, God has uh, been good to me and my family. Man, I got two young boys. Uh, this would be my 13th year in the National Football League. So I got a lot to be happy for, and that's what Vaughn Miller Day is all about. It's a day for me um, to give back to the city has to the city that has made me, you know, who I am today. It all started in 2016 after we won the Super Bowl. Um, came back to DeSoto. They, uh, they uh, proclaimed the day Vaughn Miller Day, and um, I just wanted it to be – if I could get, if I had a day in, in DeSoto, I would want it to be like a holiday. I would want the kids to be out there and I would want it to be like a picnic and everybody just hanging out. So it grew from there and here we are. This is our sixth one. Everybody brings out their kids. We got all the food spots in the city of Dallas out there. All of my favorite food spots from uh, Hutchins Barbecue to Smokey Joe's, um, Greener Pastures Chicken. That, that's my chicken company will be there. Um, it's, it's, it's just so many different people that have committed their time and their effort to Von Miller Day. So I'm, I'm so grateful and, and blessed. And yeah, this is for the city of DeSoto. Not even just the city of DeSoto, this is for the city of Dallas. It's just a, a great day to hang out with the kids and eat great food. We can't wait for that on Saturday here in DeSoto, Texas. Well, I know your foundation's a big part of all of this. You have done so much for kids everywhere and we forget because you're a big strapping man you know you're so big and strong but back in the day you were kind of the Urkel of your generation with the big glasses and everything tell us about Vaughn's vision and why this has been such a a passion for you to make it cool to wear glasses yeah so when I was young it was not cool to wear glasses um it was just one of those things that I just had to accept and I didn't I wasn't fortunate enough to have multiple pair of glasses so if you can imagine eight-year-old boy falling asleep in his glasses and mom coming to uh, make them better and put them back on my face. That's exactly what it was. That's, that's exactly what it was. And, um, you know, my uh, my mom, she would uh, do her best to fix my glasses, but it would be tape and super glue and all different types of things on my glasses. And I had to accept it and go to school with that. So, you know, I, I, I got called all type of names and geek. And these, these are just things that I just accepted. So when I was able to get into the National Football League, um, it took me a year to really figure it out. I was uh, I had went to the Tim Tebow Foundation in Palm Beach, Florida, and I saw all the amazing things that he was doing. And he opened up a hospital, and he was changing so many different lives. And I was like, man, I want to be able to do that same thing. I want to, I want you know, I want to be like Tim Tebow. You know, like half of the world, you know, most of the world wants to be like Tim Tebow, and I'm no different. So. 
it took me a year to really figure it out. And I was signing autographs one day. I took out my I took off my glasses, and it just hit me. I was like, man, I'm gonna start Vans Vision. We're gonna give back contacts, glasses, glasses, LASIK surgery, and pretty much anything to do with the eyes back to kids in need. It started with and kids in need of financial support. And then it just grew to just kids in need of general. You know, some kids need just direction. Some kids uh, need confidence. Some kids just, uh, you know, need to be able to associate with somebody that's wearing glasses that think they're cool. And so for all of these kids to, to really accept their glasses, you know, the way that I did is, is super cool, man. We started off to help, you know, one or two kids and it just grew and grew and grew and you get so many different people behind it. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm so blessed and fortunate. And that's what this time is about. You know, Vaughn Miller Day is just a, a way for me to give back to the city and the people that have given so much to me. Interesting, because I think this is one of the rare times I've seen you without glasses. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not getting back. I'm just not getting back from the Buffalo Bills like facility. I'm here in Buffalo. So I was working out, you know, doing those things. And I'm rushing home. So I just I got my contacts in now. <laughs> Well, we appreciate you making time for us. You know, I look back at those DeSoto teams that you played on. They were so darn talented. Signing day was like a whole football team in itself. Mm -hmm. And I think about you, Cyrus Gray, and some of those guys. Uh, you were also a big track and field star as well, you know, with the hurdles, the triple jump, and the javelin. Uh, what an unbelievable athlete you were back then. Uh, when you look back at your DeSoto days and, and being an athlete, what is your fondest memory about high school? My fondest uh, memory about high school was really, of course, you know, kicking all my teammates and spending time with my teammates and, you know, all of my friends. That's that's immediately where my mind goes. You know, you'll never get those memories back. I mean, you'll never get those moments back. You'll never be able to, you know, go back to high school and do all those things. So immediately I think about all the fun times that I had in high school with my buddies, you know, my teammates, all the great coaches that I had that really poured into me. Um, but it wasn't always easy on the football field. Like I, you know, I, I was, I'm going to school in Dallas, Texas. There was always competition. Every, everybody was competitive in everything. When I was running track, it kind of humbled me and kind of helped me focus in on football. Cause I was better at football than track. And then you go out there and you have, you have to work and you have to, you know, get faster and you have to learn how to compete on an individual basis. And I think that that really helped me out on the football field. But I just remember, um, falling in love with the grind, uh, falling in love with the adversity, um, falling in love with the uh, the moment that I had. I, I took pride in trying multiple different things, and not only trying, I took pride in in, in being successful at, mul uh, at multiple different things. And I think that was, was what really allowed me to be a better football player. Because now I try something, if it doesn't work, I go back and I and I try to figure it out. And I'm still trying to do that today while I'm on the Buffalo Bills. So. All of these different uh, work habits and traits started in DeSoto, and I'm just so blessed and fortunate to be able to have the, the type of cast around me from my mom and my dad to the coaches that poured into me, to my friends and to my teammates that believed in me before way, before everybody else did. So it's uh, super cool to really reflect on that and talk and talk about this stuff with you. You know, uh, it's funny you mentioned your mom. You know, there's a story about you in the fifth grade where you and your mom behind your dad's back we're playing football and mm -hmm. you were able to kind of pull that off for a little while until you played in the championship game. Yeah. How did you pull that off where dad didn't know you were playing football? Yeah. I, you know, my life is, is like a movie, man. 
It, it's really <laughs> like a movie, man. Um, you know, me and my brother, me and my brother, we played football at a uh, at school first. You know, you get you get like a recess and you go play football at school, and I fell in love with football then with all of my boys and. You could play quarterback, receiver, and all of these different things, but it was never organized. So we would come home and we'd beg my mom, let's play, let's play, let's play. My dad would say no, my mom would say yes. And in typical super mom fashion, she signed us up um, and was taking us to practice all year long without my dad knowing. And I'm thinking this was, you know, I'm young. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not aware of what's going on. So my mom, she would have us come out to the suburban, drive us to practice, and have us change in the suburban. And I just thought that was regular. <laughs> and we would change in the suburban and go to practice, and then practice, and we get back in the suburban, and she would have clothes for us, and she would just have us change back into our other clothes. And I was like, all right, kid. I, I just thought, like, you know, you know, I'm a kid. You know, I'm not asking questions. But what my mom was doing, she was taking us to practice, taking us to games behind, like, my dad's back, and then we were, like, super good, and we ended up going to the championship. And, you know, my dad – my mom had to, you know, let my dad know because we're in the championship, and, you know, the rest is uh, the rest is history. So, shout-out, Mom. Shout-out, Dad. You know, I don't think it could have went, you know, any better. What a great story. Uh, another great story that's been going on in DeSoto is Claude Mathis and, and winning his first-ever state championship – as a head football coach, he's been doing it for a long time. You miss playing for him just by one season, but you know him well. How happy are you for him to finally get that fi- that first championship? I'm excited, man. Coach Mathis, I I, I didn't get a chance to uh, play for him, but I felt like I did. Um, I've known him 12, 12, I've known him 12 years, 13 years, 14 years, you know, a third of my life. And, um, you know, he's always come out and, you know, I've always been involved with the football team and he's always done great stuff with, with our, with our, with our program. And, you know, Coach Mathis, it feel like it does not, I'm thinking about it, it does feel like I was coached by, by Coach Mathis, man. What a great guy. Um, he's so deserving of, uh, of, he's always, I mean, he's always had success, but, you know, to have this cherry on top to really validate all the work that he's done and all the kids you know, life that he's that he's impacted and changed, man, is, is super cool. And, you know, to have success and to be able to show for it, man, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. And another person who was very special in your life is Pam DeBoard, uh, who is the athletic director. She's got an unbelievable, unbelievable stories about you back in the day. I know you were fighting through asthma, you know, during games. She said one time the paramedics were supposedly working on you on the sidelines. And, uh, and then they were looking around. They couldn't find you because you were actually in the game. You wouldn't miss one play. <laughs> How did you get through all that? And, uh, and I mean, there was no way you were going to miss a play, right? Uh, no, I, there, I mean, I've just always had this, this, uh, this optimistic, you know, attitude. I've always, um, it's, it's always, uh, for me, it's, it's not really about the fact. It was always about my, my attitude towards the fact. So being, um, being, you know, asthmatic and, you know, being allergic to grass as well, instead of saying, instead of coming up. <laughs> a football of, player that's allergic to grass. <laughs> it's crazy. Instead of coming up with reasons why I can't, why, why I can't do it, you know, I was, I would always try to find just one reason why I could. And uh, fortunately for me, you know, I, I had, you know, uh, my parents and so many uh, different people that poured in, into me, like Mrs. DeBoard that, you know, uh, believed in, you know, my vision as well. So, 
Uh, it's super cool, man, to reflect to reflect on all these stories and all this stuff. Man, Miss DeVore, she's been great. I've been knowing her my whole entire life. I'm 34 years old. I've been knowing her for since I was 10 years old. Wow. You know, so, 20, so 24 years. And, um, yeah, this is what Vaughn Miller's Day is all about, just the opportunity for me to get everybody back in one spot to, you know, really love on them and, and give them their flowers and, you know, give back to, you know, the city that has given so much to me. Yeah, Mr. Board, uh, she's traveled to a lot of your games, even when you were in Denver uh, with her husband to see you. Um, she's been that special in your life. And she tells me she has a special nickname for you, Precious. Mm -hmm. And that's ruining the vision that I have of you. Um, you know, what about that? Are you okay with that? You cool with it? I'm cool with it. You know, I, I know why she calls me that. You know, I've, you know, Miss, she's been like my, my auntie or, or my grand or my, my great grandmother. She's been like family for me ever since, you know, I was a, since I was that precious size when I was 10 years old and, you know, I would come in there and ask her questions and she would help me out with stuff. And, you know, I had an older cousin that was, was three years older than me so he kind of it kind of started with him and I was his little his little brother slash cousin and they she took care of me too and I come up through the same system and you know here we are man so it's uh you know my heart I, I yeah I appreciate you guys man for you know, really giving me the opportunity to reflect on you know so many different people that, that means so much to me yeah, I mean, she says the precious thing is because you have a heart of gold. Um, but the thing that's interesting to me is we know how you are off the field, but once you get on the field, you're a totally different guy. Uh, <laughs> talk about that transition. How do you become that guy when you get on the field? You know, honestly, I feel like um, I'm just that guy all the time. You can't really live double lives. Um, and I think on the football field, you know, I want to take advantage of the opportunity. I'm super optimistic. You know, I, I believe uh, we could do it if even if it even if it doesn't look like it. And these are just some of the things that I live my, my whole life for, about. So when you get on the football field, you know, I got to make this play. I got to do it for my teammates. I, I have to you know find a way to be successful for our fans. And I think those are the things that, that motivate me and allow me to be the type of player that I'm that I am on the football field. Yeah, you look at that retired jersey at DeSoto. I know you're going to have probably many retired jerseys in your career. I know it's so special for you. Uh, a lot of the teachers and talking to them at DeSoto, they say that, you know, they called you the ambassador of fun. They loved you so much, but they thought you talked a little too much. Man, I, I am. I've always been a geek <laughs> slash class clown slash uh, entertainer. I, I, you know, like I said before, when I, when I talked about my teammates, I just – I, you, you can never take things so serious, you know, and, you know, always enjoyed uh, making light of something serious and, you know, getting guys to laugh. Um, I've always enjoyed, you know, uh, having a good time, not too much time where you get in trouble, but I always enjoy just making the most out of every moment that, that I got. And um, I guess that's where, that's where it came from. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it did get me in trouble. But um, it, all of that stuff really makes me me. And even to this day, even, you know, with Vaughn another day and you know, even with my teammates here in the league, I, I'm always looking for a reason to, to have a good time and to celebrate. Your mom and dad were amazing athletes, both in high school and in college. What kind of talents do you think you took from both of them to get to where you are today? I don't know, a little bit of both. My, my dad is the hardest worker I've ever seen in my life. Um, my mom is... Uh, probably the most creative um, the, she is a problem solver um, and of course they're both athletic on the football field but I'm just thinking of 
from a mindset perspective, like I just was, I just got a perfect mix of both of them. Um, my mom, she loves to have fun and celebrate too. My dad is a is a is a lead is a, is a leader of men, and I think you you mix all of those together, and you got me. <laughs> Well said. You know, it's really interesting, and I know it's well-documented, but, you know, this amazing career and becoming one of the greatest defensive players that this game has ever seen almost didn't happen. You were a sophomore at Texas A&M. Big things are happening, and uh, and then you were suspended for the spring game for, for, for uh, with former uh, NFL coach Mike Sherman. Talk about that process and how that changed your direction in your life, because you were saying you went home after that, yeah. and then everything turned after that moment, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Um, and uh, yeah, like like any typical uh, college student, you know, skipping class, you know, GPAs dropping, um, focusing on things that I shouldn't have really been focusing on, and you know, not really putting football first. And um, at the time when he did it, I was like, "Man, this guy's crazy. What is he doing?" Like all I did was I was late for study hall or whatever it was, and he showed me like the track record of multiple tardies, multiple missed classes. My, my grades weren't good. And he really helped me with my perspective to really show like, hey, are you really serious about going to the NFL? Because if you were, all of those things come with being a great football player. You just can't be a great football player in the field. You have to do all those things just for the opportunity to play football. And um, just like a typical sophomore guy, sophomore uh, player in the league or in college, you know, I, I just had such a hard point, a hard, a hard, uh, a hard time with um, seeing things from different perspectives. I only had my perspective, so to see it from his perspective, and I trusted him, and he was a NFL head coach. Even though I was mad and I was pissed off at him at the moment, I went home. My dad, uh, thank God for my dad. Thank God for having my dad in my life to help me with um, big time decisions and. You know, my dad said, no, nah, you're going back to school. And I was like, but I'm suspended. He's like, well, you just got to do your time and you got to work your way back. And um, he said, if football really mean everything to you, then this is this is what you got to do. You're not just going to run from, you know, adversity like that. And so I went back and uh, football was the most, uh, was number one thing in my life. So I, I just made it, I just made a choice. That's really all it was. I just made a choice and I never, I never went back on that choice. I chose to really um, pour everything into my craft. Um, I, I chose to try to see, try to make the most out of opportunity that I had at Texas A&M. And whatever came of it, I was okay with it. So I came back, uh, I started working harder in the classroom. I got my GPA up, he put me back on the football team and he changed the defense for me. So it, it, it coach, uh, coach Sherman is like, you know, he's like your your tough. I mean, your tough dad. Like, he suspended me, and then he brought me back and changed the defense for me to be successful in the defense, and that changed everything. Led the led the NCAA in sacks that year with seventeen and a half. Uh, decided to come back for my senior year, not not because I felt like I had more to, to do in football, or not like I wasn't ready for the NFL, but I just enjoyed playing football football at Texas A and M. I enjoyed being a college student. I enjoyed Coach Sherman, and I, and I went to school with Tony, with Tony, Gerard Eddy, Cyrus Gray, and Gary Williams, all guys that I played with at, at DeSoto High School. So this was like, you know, it was one of those things where I just decided to come back, came back to Texas A&M, and, you know, the rest is history. Yeah, you go on to win the Dick Buckus Award, got to meet him 
um, as the nation's top linebacker, setting all kinds of records at A&M. And, uh, boy, that tough love from Coach Sherman and your dad really worked out. It, it really did, man. And, you know, I'm just so blessed. That, I'm just so blessed to have so many different people that just take time out of their lives to pour into my life. You know, from my dad to Coach Sherman to, you know, Coach Mathis, Mr. DeVore, all of my teammates, like, you know, everybody, man. And I, I can sit here and talk about all the people that that impacted me. This this interview will be three hours long, <laughs> six, six hours long. But Hey, we can go I'm as just, long as you want, man. I'm just, no I'm just so blessed. I'm just so blessed and, and privileged to, you know, have these opportunities that I have. So when you were at Texas A&M, you get a degree in poultry science. So how is your flock of chickens doing these days? I'm <laughs> pretty good. Um, I got a chicken operation in Elgin, Texas. It's called Greener Pastures Chicken. Um, when I had the opportunity to come back to Texas A&M, I, I took a, uh, a poetry science class because my uh, GPA was low. And you, it was like an average of like an A minus was the average of everybody that took the class. And I'm like, man, I could use an A on my GPA. You know, that'll help me get back. Um, took the class. Um, it was easy. So I used to fall asleep during the class and in, in turn, my professor, he used to like wake me up and like make me like regurgitate and recite all the information that we just learned about that day. And it just, it just made, it just made me into a chicken farmer. You know, and I just remember <laughs> saying, his name was, his name was Dr. Farnell. He's a, a professor at Texas A&M. And, you know, I just remember saying to myself, like, if I, if I get the opportunity to go to the NFL, I'm going to start a chicken farm and, and even if I don't go to the NFL, I'm going to start a chicken farm. Like, this is what you go to college for. You you go to college to to, to learn something or, or figure out a craft to um, to apply it to the rest of your life. And I remember being in there and learning about, you know, production and, and, and genetics. And I was like, this is me. I, I wasn't raised. I, was, I didn't grow up raising chickens. But I knew the very first time I saw it, like, this is me. This is what I do if I go to the league or not. And. You know, it's just one of those things in life where you just present it with an opportunity and you take advantage of it. And, you know, we all make bad mistakes and we all make good ones. Going to Texas A&M, um, I decided to make uh, poultry science my, my major, um, are, are definitely some of the best decisions that I made in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And it's a good retirement plan for you, no doubt about that. Well, yeah. you know, you talked about that quartet of players that you played at DeSoto that you guys all went to Texas A&M together. And, uh, you know, Mrs. DeBoard talked about the story about how you were the only one of the four that said, I'm going to go to the Super Bowl and win it. And you've done that twice. How did yeah. you know that you were going to be the guy that was going to be able to do that and be a Super Bowl MVP? And I just, uh, I've always been optimistic. And um, I've always been a guy to, like, shoot for the stars. Like, you know, I've always been a guy to just, to, to really just think of outside of, whatever vision that I had. I've always had faith in my ability and I've always had faith in whatever team that I'm on. Every single team that I'm on, ever since I was a little kid, I watched the Little Giants when I was young and it just, it was like, no matter what, I can, we can, if we do the right things, we can win the Super Bowl or we can win the championship. And I've always been there optimistic. Even when I had, you know, bad seasons in Denver, like no matter what team that we had, I always felt like this was the opportunity for, to do it. Um, I always feel like I'm never out of the fight. I always feel like I got a chance. And, you know, it started, you know, way back in DeSoto. 
It's a beautiful thing. You know, you get drafted by the Denver Broncos, number two overall. Uh, ironically enough, behind Cam Newton, who you beat in Super Bowl 50 and, and took them down to win. Talk about your Broncos uh, experience. What was so special about being in Colorado and being part of that atmosphere? What did you like the most? Man, Denver chose me. Um, and it, I didn't have uh, I, I didn't have a, a dog in the fight. You know, I, they picked me. They came and they drafted me. They did their homework and they really wanted me. So, you know, for somebody to want you like that and want you to be a part of their organization, like I'm forever thankful to, to Denver and the city of Denver. I got I got Denver tattoos. You know, I was in Denver for 10 and a half years. Like Denver is Denver is me. You know, I, I am Denver. Uh, my son, both of my sons were born in Denver and at the same hospital in the same in the same uh, delivery room by the same doctor. So, wow. You know, my my life is it will forever be in Denver. And, um, you know, from John Elway drafting me to to you know, Coach Fox, Coach Vance Joseph and Coach Kubiak, you know, Coach Fangio, all the guys that poured into me and all of my position coaches, Coach uh, Richard Smith, you know, everybody, Coach Coach Pug and. You know, um, everybody, man. I, you know, I don't leave nobody out, man. But you know, uh, you know, I, 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 don't, I, yeah, I could talk about Denver all day too, man. I love, I love the Denver Broncos. I love the city. I love the Rocky Mountains. Um, they're they're just so beautiful. And um, no matter what's going on, no matter if it's a snowstorm, rainstorm, windy, you know, the mountains are are beautiful, and that's just that that's a clear representation of my love for Denver, you know, the Rocky Mountains. I always love the Denver Broncos, no matter what it looks like. And you got an opportunity to play with DeMarcus Ware. Um, the former Cowboy is going to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this summer. How happy are you for him? Because he's he's a Hall of Fame good guy, no doubt about that. And, yeah. and what did you learn from him to become a champion? Man, um, I learned everything. I'm, I'm indebted to DeMarcus for everything. You know, I, I don't want to be like a lot of people, you know, but – DeMarcus Ware is one of those guys that I that I idolize, that I want to be like, that I've always wanted to be like. Um, Michael Strahan is another one. I've always wanted to be like those guys. So, but to have the opportunity to to be teammates with my idol, like he was right here, like it, it was no, there was no question that I wanted to be like him. I wrapped my tape like him, you know. Um, I tried to do moves like him, but then when he got to when he got to the Broncos, I started to act like him, and you know, have his you know his outlook on you know, things. And we talked about kids and finances and endorsements. We talked about pretty much everything that you can talk about. And it was because of those conversations that I was able to, you know, have success later on in my career. And then you go to LA and you win a Super Bowl with the Rams instantly. And yep. you're with Aaron Donald, another guy that's probably going to go to the Hall of Fame. Do you think mm -hmm. you have the credentials right now that you should be considered for the Hall of Fame in the future? You know, I don't have any complaints, man. Um, I'm good. Uh, I, you know, I've, uh, I've, I've already won. You know, whether I go to the Hall of Fame a lot, like you know, just by being able to play. This will be my 13th year in the league. Two Super Bowls, three contracts. I got two sons. I played for three great uh, organizations. I've made lifelong friends with all of these, with all of these people. Um, man, of course you want to go to to the Hall of Fame, but you know they got guys. They they do all the homework and and. and you know, do all the research and, you know, they'll figure it out. But I've already won. You know, I'm uh, I'm content. You know, um, I'm just trying to make the most out of, you know, the opportunity that, that God has blessed me with.
you know, after winning the Super Bowl in L.A., it was a cup of coffee for you in your career. You were probably one of the most highly sought after free agents out there. And me, along with a lot of media people in the DFW, we were touting you to be a Dallas Cowboy. How close were you to signing with the Cowboys? Yeah, I wanted it. I wanted it bad. Um, you know, I, uh, of course, you know, I wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy. But, you know, some things, sometimes things just, you know, don't work out. And it's not anybody's fault. I'm sure the Dallas Cowboys want me to be a Dallas Cowboy as well. And, you know, and I want to be a Dallas Cowboy. But, you know, sometimes things just don't work out. And sometimes things are are, are forced, you know. And I, I didn't want to force it. And, you know, but it just didn't happen. But I always had that little piece of Dallas Cowboy in my heart. Um, I've always been a Dallas Cowboy fan my whole entire life, um, even to this day. Like I watch the Dallas Cowboys, like I'm not in the NFL. Like you know, I love that Prescott and you know Zeke's gone, but Tony Pollard's good, and I love that defense. And Micah Parsons, and, you know, I love all those guys, man. So I, I wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy, but it just didn't work out. It was super close, but just didn't work out. I'm a Buffalo Bill now. Josh Allen is there's nobody like Josh Allen, man. I love the guy. I'm enjoying my time here now with Josh Allen, with Brandon Bean and Coach McDermott and Coach Washington and Coach Mar Marcus West. Everybody's here. Everybody here is just so inviting. And this is this is the perfect spot for me. Yeah. And, you know, this is this Buffalo Bills team has been a Super Bowl contender for many years now. Uh, it really seems like a perfect place uh, and, and a perfect place to do everything you want to do now. Obviously, your first year didn't go as you wanted it to. You know, you tore up your knee on Thanksgiving against the Lions, and nobody rehabs like you and comes back from very serious injuries. Where are you right now in your rehab? Because we're hearing great news that the knee braces off and uh, no limitations. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. You know, um, I've uh, been through adversity before, and, you know, I think before it's probably a little bit more, little bit more uh, worrisome because you don't you – don't, really know what to expect now I know what to expect you know now I know what things look like won't what things look like today won't be what they look like tomorrow or in a month so I just I know to keep my head down and, and try to you know push as hard as I can um, I, I work as hard I work as hard as I can uh, in the weight room but most certainly um, when I'm in rehab and I'm with the athletic trainers and you know this, this is my life you know I'm a, I'm a pro I'm a pro football player I do a lot of things great uh, you know, I'm a comedian and, you know, I'm always, a, yeah, you're supposed to laugh. I got you. <laughs> I got, you know, I do, but I do, I do a lot of things great, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, pro, a professional football player. So my whole day goes into trying to be the best football player I could possibly be. Well, you know, I went to Syracuse University, upstate New York. I'm very familiar with these crazy Buffalo Bills fans. No one's more crazy, more loyal. They'll jump off of the top of an RV into a flaming table. What do you think about these Buffalo Bills fans now that you know them so well? Man, I love Bills Mafia. Um, these are my type of people, my type of guys. These are my type of fans. This is my type of team. and This is my type of uh, football environment. It reminds me of Texas A&M, you know, in College Station. Everybody's all about football and, and winning, and, and that's what the Buffalo Bills are about. And it's just, uh, of course, it's, the weather is, is is totally different. But I like to think that's my advantage, you know, especially when it gets cold and windy, and you know, um, they got to pass the ball, and you know, I'm rushing the passer. Like I, you know, um, I, I feel like it's my advantage, so it doesn't really bother me that much. I, I've really embraced, you know, the cold, especially the Buffalo cold, because Buffalo is different. Buffalo cold is different than Denver cold. So I, I feel like I've embraced this place and I feel like they've embraced me too. Yeah. That lake effect uh, 
off of the Great Lakes is a little rough there. It just never stops snowing, <laughs> but it's so beautiful. When you see the video of the Bills Mafia and they're jumping on those picnic yep. tables and stuff, what what do you think when you see that stuff? I mean, I, these guys, they I mean, they come in they come in the stadium too. Like you see guys like uh, with with speedos on and it's ten <laughs> degrees outside, like. You know, I, I love it, man. The, the energy is great, and, and they make uh, they make Buffalo what it is. They make Orchard Park, and they make this environment what it is, man. We got the craziest fans in all the sports, man, and I love it. You know, one of the biggest outrages I've ever seen, you know, in your career was the fact that you finished eighth place on Dancing with the Stars. How mm-hmm. is that even possible with, with all the great dance moves you have? Man, uh, ballroom dancing is totally different. Um, it really is, man. And just to have the opportunity to go out there with all those guys, man, it, it was cool, man. And, um, Whitney Carson and Lindsey Arnold and you know, everybody that, that really, you know, took time out of their day to, to you know, to, to teach me how to dance. Like, because that's a whole different type of dance. I've never did a cha-cha in my life. I've never did the Viennese waltz. I've never did any of those things. And it was great to, you know, have the opportunity to, to go in front of a, America, go in front of the world and, and dance. Um, you know, whenever somebody asks me about the opportunity to do it, man, I, I tell them it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, man, and to go for it. Now, your sack dances have been very good, and those have been in front of everybody in the world. Have you come up with anything new this year? Because, I mean, it always seems like you pull something out of your back pocket. Uh, no, I mean, I just – I just try to take advantage of the moment. I just try to take advantage of what new dance craze is going. Like, you know, I'm very familiar with TikTok, TikTok and Instagram. And whatever everybody's doing, that's what I'm going to do. Vaughn, it's so great to talk to you. You're right now currently the active sax leader in the NFL. It's been so much fun to watch your career and uh, looking forward to seeing you get another Super Bowl for the city of Buffalo. Thank you. I appreciate you, man, for the opportunity to come out, come on here and reflect on all the people that have given so much to me and you know to really just reflect on my life and just to to really um put it to perspective of how blessed I am and the, the opportunities that I've that I've been able to get man um you know I don't have any complaints and I just thank God um for his continued blessing man and you know I appreciate you guys for allowing me to, to have this opportunity we're so blessed to be able to cover you all these years happy Von Miller day enjoy the weekend Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Giggle. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much, Vaughn. I really appreciate it, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you. I'll see you soon. Thanks so much for checking out Rick Renner, Texas High School Hysteria. Make sure you subscribe and never miss an episode. You can catch us on YouTube, Apple, and Google Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or all the other major podcast platforms. Tune in and we will see you next week.